What's up, podcast community? This is Intersection Podcast. Um, <laughs> actually, what's up, podcast community? This is Three Questions Podcast. My name is Cam King, and this is episode number 35. I have not gotten a new episode out in just over two weeks. I was away for a little bit. I've had some time to think about how I want to engage future episodes here and what sort of lessons life lessons, questions from my clients, questions from the community to sort of answer here. And today I have some really good ones that I've been thinking about. I have a whole new list of questions. If you want to continue submitting questions, you can always submit questions via DM. You can submit questions to info at ckcollective.com or three questions podcast at gmail.com. And I will put those in the queue. You can write your name. Also, you can submit questions on ckcollective.co under the podcast tab. And as you know, three questions podcast. I am not the guru. I am not the end all be all person to answer all of your questions and help you do this. But I have learned a lot in life. I've made a ton of mistakes. I've done a lot of different things. And a lot of clients that I work with, I help them grow their businesses, grow their lives, both personally and professionally. And I take a number of calls each week that I really, really love empowering other people to success. And I feel like in my own journey, to success, I was constantly Googling questions, constantly asking other people, kind of being this quote unquote ask hole, right? Where I just wanted people's advice. I wanted to know the things that I didn't know. And I wanted their tips and tricks and strategies and lessons so that I wouldn't maybe have to go through those same exact things on my own. And I've always been a very curious person. And I feel like some of these questions that I've written for this on episode 35 are, are going to be really good. They're mostly health related, but um, yeah, we'll get into that in just a second. I want to give the sponsor of this podcast up to episode 50, a big shout out. That is Howie with ads sciences. That is adssciences.com. If you are looking to get a product or a service out there, I highly recommend that you talk to Howie. You can email Howie at Howie at Appanite, that is A-P-P-A-N-I-T-E, Howie, H-O-W-I-E, at Appanite.com, parent company to Ad Sciences. I cannot recommend them enough. So we'll get right into the three questions right after this quick break. Okay, cool. Welcome back. Episode 35. I want to set my timer right now because I don't have a ton of time to do this one particular podcast, but let's jump right into question number one. Okay, here we go. Question number one, what is the best way to maintain your health in your 20s and 30s? So I've been thinking about this question a lot. And now me being in my 30s, I have realized that everything I've ever done, how I've treated my body, where I've been, what I've done to it, what I put into it is exactly what I've gotten out of it. Okay. I don't have any health conditions or relations now, but looking back, I realized maybe some of the pitfalls that I probably could have avoided. And actually, I listened to a John Mayer clip today, where he talked about why he quit drinking. And he realized that 100% of his potential was not being reached and fulfilled. And alcohol was the, the impediment to that. He was having a lot of fun, definitely partying a lot. But he realized if he wanted to become a better musician, a great musician, one of the best musicians, that he really needed to quit alcohol. And so he did. And then he saw his sort of life his sort of uh, overall happiness just sort of um, improve, right? He didn't have these super high highs anymore from alcohol and super low lows, but his baseline became higher. So 
when we think about health, I want you to have this in mind, right? Health is all about having higher highs and higher lows. And if you can control where that low baseline is and you can move that up on your own accord, wouldn't you? It's really something to think about and something that I've kept in mind because in my 20s, I definitely went out a lot, definitely partied a lot, kind of ate crappy food, but I also worked really hard in the gym. And I never really got where I wanted to be from a physical perspective. I was never really a star athlete growing up. And that sort of continued in my 20s. And I couldn't really figure out why. And it was because I was, I had this impediment where I was going out and partying and eating like shit. And I wasn't really focusing on fitness and nutrition and holistic health because when you're in your 20s, you think you're going to feel that way forever. Okay. Flash forward. Now I'm in my 30s. I'm realizing, wow, holy cow, everything that I do has an impact on my health, how much water I drink on a daily basis, how much sleep I get. If I meditate, if I'm stressed out, if I'm putting the right foods in my body, if I'm having too much sugar, if I'm not having enough vegetables, if I've had a couple drinks, everything relates to how I am performing physically now. Okay. And the repercussions tend to last a couple of days. If I go out drinking, I'm hungover for almost two or three days. Okay. Maybe even longer. Maybe I'm feeling the residual effects even a week later. If I'm not getting enough uh, fats in my diet, okay, I can feel my skin be dry and itchy and my joints are, are achy. There are a lot of things that I'm starting to notice in my 30s, and I wish I could have told myself back in the 20s. But to answer the question, what is the best way to maintain your health in your 20s and your 30s? There's nothing new I can say here other than to do your blood work, get your blood work tested. Okay, you can go to requestatest.com. And you can order things, you can monitor your testosterone levels, you can monitor your liver enzyme levels, okay? You can see where you might be high and which might indicate different things going on with your endocrine system. That that has to do with your hormones. And I think that hormones, food, alcohol, excess sugar, all of these synthetic things that we've been incorporating into our diet for the past 60 to 70 years, here in America, in the Western world especially, I think are having a huge impact on our endocrine system. I can't say for sure. I'm not going to recite studies, but I think that the more natural of a diet that you can give yourself, the more holistic of an approach that you can have towards your health, incorporating things like journaling, meditating, spending time in nature, walking barefoot, just being in silence, cold water therapy, only eating whole foods, right? Maybe spending a little bit more on food, but eating a little bit less, okay? I also realize now in my 30s, that I don't need to eat as much. Okay. I will fast once a week. I'll fast, you know, once every two weeks at minimum. And whether that's for 24, 72 hours based upon what I need to do for work, I realize that when I do all of these things in conjunction with each other, my health generally improves. Not only my mental health, my emotional health, my physical health, everything that I do has an impact. And when I can keep that ball rolling in the right direction for a longer period of time, that's when I start to see incremental gains over time, staying away from alcohol for a couple of weeks or for a month. But when you're in this week long cycle of just going out and partying and eating shit, you are keeping yourself at a very, very low baseline. And I really want people in their twenties and thirties to know that because people tend to get caught there for a long time. I see it in some of my friends from college and high school now And I I want you to avoid that if you're listening to this podcast. So that's all I have for question number one. I'm going to jump into question number two right now. And what are three things you can do to improve your health that aren't talked about? I'm going to read that again. What are three things you can do to improve your health that are not talked about? Okay. Here's my answers. 
we just talked about alcohol, food, diet, sugar, etc. You've heard it all before. You see it all the time on Instagram, all these influencers. Everyone has a solution. Here's mine. And I said it in the first one. You have got to get your hormones tested. You have got to get your your blood tested on a regular basis, whether that's annually or every two years. You need to figure out where you are and what's going on with your body. And you need to put in your own research into how these hormones affect your body. I think everyone owes everyone owes themselves a great duty to learn and research about how your body works. I'm not saying you need to take a whole anatomy and physiology course, but you need to take an interest in what's going on with your body and how it functions. Because when you understand how things function, you can start to alter that and you can start to really have awareness on that. Okay. There are so many autoimmune diseases out there that affect people and so many other things. And I'm not saying you need to be afraid, but you have to understand how your body works so that you can start taking interest in your own health and understand how sugar, how alcohol, how stress, how all of these things affect yourself. Okay. So taking an interest and getting your, your blood work tested, going to see an endocrinologist is number one. And I feel like most people don't talk about that, especially if you're already a healthy person, you're like, I don't need to go see an endocrinologist, right? I don't need to learn about hormones. I feel fine. Still, please go and check, have that be a regular part of your routine and your overall basis. Okay. Um, number two, what are three things you can do to improve your health that aren't talked about? I would say number two for this one, this is this is a really interesting concept too, but um, holy cow, I just had a brain fart. I would say, what do most people not really talk about? So synthetic sugar destroys your testosterone, right? Alcohol destroys your testosterone. All the plastics and metals that we use in our products, right? Our face lotion, our shampoo, whatever it is. All of these things destroy us on a near constant, constant daily basis. And this might be a little weird, but I don't, I don't use shampoo. I don't use body wash. I don't use shampoo. I do use all natural soap and I don't wash my hair. I don't use deodorant simply because when I started looking into things like parabens and um, phthalates, there are so many metals and aluminums that can affect our body composition and, and our chemistry that we gladly and willingly put on our bodies, right? Think about DEET and mosquito spray. That stuff is straight toxic and has been known to cause ailments like dementia and cancer. And we just freely apply that to our skin. Well, where do you think that goes? That gets absorbed, right? So if you spend decades putting on deodorant that's high in metals and using shampoo that's high in plastics and other metals and it gets absorbed right into your scalp, where do you think it goes? It goes in your blood. It goes in your brain, right? And then it takes a long, long, long time for your body to be able to sort of break that stuff down, if at all, okay? And if it doesn't break down, it becomes an impediment into your body and affects you and starts developing things like cancer, et cetera. I'm not going to go into the specifics of this, right? I've watched enough videos to say, wow, holy shit. There are some things here that I should probably not put into my body if I possibly can. Personally, I've been doing this for about 15 years now. The no shampoo thing is like I'm almost, you know, a year and a half, maybe two years in, but I feel better, right? My hair was like greasy for a week or two, and then it's never been better, right? My hair is thicker. It's fuller. Um, I no longer sweat from my armpits as much. I found that the metals I was using as a teenager or Old Spice that was making me sweat more and it made me have these terrible rashes. And I'm really grateful that that happened because the doctor I went to at that time, he was like, yeah, just stop using deodorant. He's like, you'll go back to normal baseline in like two to three weeks. And I did. 
And I've never looked back since. I've saved a bunch of money because I don't buy shampoo. Uh, don't use conditioner. I use all natural body soap, which lasts me like a month, right? For one little bar that I spend five, eight bucks on. And it's pretty, it's pretty incredible there. Okay. Um, so that's number two. Number three, I would say understand the systems in your body that relate to adrenaline and cortisol. If you can understand how adrenaline fatigue works and what that is and how it relates to the stress hormone cortisol, you need to do a deep research into your own health because if you're constantly stressing yourself out and burning out your cortisol level, it completely kills your motivation, your discipline, your drive, your testosterone, and can absolutely wreak havoc on your system. And most people don't even know this and they're suffering from it. So that's really simple. I'm out of time for that one, unfortunately, but please, please, please look into the adrenaline fatigue syndrome and how that relates to cortisol and where cortisol sort of comes into your own life and how that plays in. Those are three really simple things that you should look into. Um, and they're not really widely talked about. I don't see them being talked about a lot on the internet and I wish more people would. So, uh, I'm going to jump to the last question because I don't have a ton of time here, but, uh, number three, why do most people quit on their fitness and health journeys? So I was talking to a client this morning, client from Colorado, and he, we talk about dopamine and endorphins a lot. And the difference between dopamine is that dopamine is a natural chemical, but it can also be synthetically manufactured in today. Excuse me. And in today's society, dopamine is widely manufactured simply because it gets attention for free. If a company puts out something that's really interesting, or you watch something on Instagram that grabs your attention, that thing is giving you dopamine and in exchange, you're giving that attention. Okay. And that's what companies want. Companies want your attention. So dopamine is a cheap chemical that really begets more. It's a chemical of more. When you get dopamine, you want more dopamine and it's very quick acting and quick dissolving. So when you get dopamine, it feels good for a couple of seconds, then it sort of dissipates. When you constantly get dopamine, you get dopamine, you get dopamine, you go from zero on the dopamine scale all the way to let's say plus 500. So when you go to plus 500 on the dopamine scale, cause you've been eating chocolate and having coffee and uh, whatever, scrolling through Instagram and you're, you're feeling really good and you're laughing and you're getting all these things that feels really good. But what happens after, right? What happens if you don't do those things after and you spend some time by yourself, your levels start to come back, your levels start to come back to zero. Okay. And with dopamine, dopamine actually has to go the counter way. So it has to go to negative 500 after being at plus 500 in order to reset at zero. And we do not allow ourselves to sort of reset at zero, right? So when we feel this effect of coming down from plus 500 to plus 400 to plus 300 to plus 200 to, you know, zero to negative 100, we experience these feelings as anxiety. We experience these feelings as depression. We experience these feelings as being lonely or being uncomfortable. And what do we do? We actively fight these things. We pick up our phone again, and then we scroll through TikTok, and then we, whatever, you know, maybe somebody watches porn, or they get more chocolate, or junk food, or salty food, or a hamburger, or a milkshake, and we we constantly chase dopamine in our lives. And that aspect of chasing dopamine is what kills your drive and your motivation. Because if you are just regularly have a baseline dopamine of zero or plus 100, your dopamine wants more dopamine. And if you use it correctly, right? Say you put the phone, say you put the phone at the end of doing a podcast. Hey, I'm not going to check my phone until I do that. Now I have the motivation to say, if I focus on this and do this, 
I'm going to get a little boost and then I'll be able to sort of experience a little bit more dopamine. So learning how to use dopamine as a sort of reward in a small amount is actually super beneficial because that will increase productivity over time. The thing with endorphins, right? Chasing endorphins, the best way to get endorphins, number one, exercise. Number two, meditation. Number three is laughing. Endorphins are much longer lasting and they don't have this sort of negative slide scale that dopamine has. So endorphins can start at zero and you can go to like, say, plus a thousand. If you go to plus a thousand on the uh, endorphin scale, because you just ran a marathon and you have this runner's high and it's amazing, right? You're you're just going to come back to zero and that's totally okay. You're not going to experience these feelings of anxiety and helplessness and depression. Endorphins actually also bind to these things called nociceptors, which block out pain. So chasing endorphins naturally through exercise, meditation, laughing, spending time with friends and family that we care about, much healthier way to sort of get things done. And what happens here is people lose the will and the drive to go for endorphins when they're experiencing too much dopamine. Right now, our society is manufactured in dopamine everywhere you go, okay? Buying something gives you a little bit of dopamine. Having sex gives you a little bit bit of dopamine. Watching porn gives you dopamine. So when we have this abundance of dopamine infiltrating our system and our lives and our attention spans, it's really hard to focus on the things that require effort that actually give us more of a benefit in the long term. And this is why people quit on their fitness and their health journeys, because this very thing is so hard to grasp. It's hard to understand. It's taken me a lot of time, a lot of research. I've watched so much videos on this. And it makes so much sense to me now. And I wish I knew this when I was younger, which again, is sort of why I'm here talking about this on this podcast. So um, I'm out of time. This has been Three Questions Podcast, episode number 35. Started off a little slow, but I'm in my groove now. So I appreciate you guys for listening. Your constant support has been uh, very welcome. I love to get more people on this podcast. So if you feel like you have some things to say, if you have some things to answer or to talk about, uh, please give me a shout out, three questions podcast at gmail.com or info at ckcollective.com. You can reach me on Instagram as well. Always happy to, to talk and chat. Uh, and I appreciate you guys listening. Please give Howie at Ads Sciences a shout if you are a product brand or service looking to get your message out. He's based out of Boston, but works internationally. Best campaigns I've ever seen. And um, yeah. That's all I have for this one. Uh, Again, please continue submitting questions and just being awesome yourself. So we'll talk to you guys in the next one. See ya.